This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. The 2-2 to Mindenhall. Fly ball, left center field, well hit, little, far hat, back, and it's gone! It's a walk-off home run for Kyle Mindenhall! Oh, mama! Win column, Sooners, series over! Well, welcome in on a Monday. We call this the game plan, and we are joined by the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. I'm Chris Plank, T-Row. What an incredible weekend for Sooner baseball, man. Of course, we can, we can erase Saturday. Saturday, we can erase. Um, <laughs> but, man, from the crowds, from the energy, even through the weather to the way that it finished, I think if, uh, if you're not invested in this team yet, it's time to be, isn't it? I don't think – yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. And the last couple of weekends have been huge for just verifying what we suspected – you know, we, we saw this team in non-conference, and they racked up a really impressive record. But you were eager to see what happened when they played Big 12 uh, opponents. And, um, you know, to go to, to Waco and win two of three was very impressive. But then you got the number two ranked team in the nation rolling in. And um, to win two of three from those guys, I think, just legitimizes them across the country. as uh, You know, th- these guys are good. Um forget strength of schedule in the non-conference so far these guys are really good and i think you have seen the rpi float up the rankings continue to float up and now because of that you know they're legitimately in this big 12 conference race now they need somebody to hand tcu a loss or two along the way (laughs) but uh to take two of three from baylor and tech to start conference action awesome and then the way it happened you know to have the walk-off home run on sunday is just the uh the cherry on top of the Sunday. That was that was a lot of fun. And and Kyle Mindenhall was our podcast guest last week too. That's right. So That's right. I had forgotten about that. Who you got this week? You're the lucky charm, man. <laughs> well, we're going well you. So I mean, you're you're the key here, but I mean on Thursday, oh, listen, we might have like a 2-hour podcast on Thursday. That's my concern right now because I've already talked to both Teddy Lehman and Dusty Dvorak to talk football this week and I already talked to Yul Moldauer. Toby, I had a, like a 20-minute conversation with Yul Moldauer. So I got to find a way to pair this thing down come Thursday. Uh, and then I got to call yeah. Flinny cuz I got to get me a baseball player on. Let's in addition to Mindenhall's walk-off, what about the job that Nathan's done? Because you're looking at a situation with your starting rotation where it's not 100% right now. You know, your ace, they gave another day's rest. He's going to be ready to go down in Austin this weekend in Jake Irvin. But, I mean, Dylan Grove on Friday stepping up, Nathan out of the pin, getting a couple of Sunday starts. I mean, you're seeing, you're seeing Skip Johnson work some magic with that pitching staff right now. Yeah, I think it it is worth noting that they've done it these first two weekends of conference play without their ace and without their cleanup hitter. And um, the good news is both are expected back this week. I think we're going to get Austin O'Brien back on Tuesday night against Oral Roberts. He's looked great in the cage the last week or so. And, um, you know, everything that I've been told leads me to believe we're going to see Jake Irvin against Texas this weekend as well. So Nathan Wiles has been unbelievable. The freshman has won. Well, they've won the games the last two Sundays when he started. He hasn't been um, 
bothered at all by the pressure of the moment, by a series hanging in the balance. And you mentioned Dylan Grove. Um, Dylan Grove on Friday night, I think maybe more than any other time we've seen him in his career, and he had some big moments last year, really showed everybody the potential that he has. He struck out 11 and gave up two hits to one of the best hitting lineups in America. Wow. And just dominated them. I mean, they didn't have a chance. Now, he walked six, and that continues to be his bugaboo. And if he can, if Skip can get him to the point where the control is under control, um, he's an ace. I mean, they've got two aces on this team at that point going forward. But I think it'll be a real confidence boost for Dylan to know that he faced that lineup and they couldn't do anything about him. And and next week against Texas and going forward, you know, he knows his stuff is, is good enough no matter who they face. How about this stat, Chris? This is now 10 straight rubber games that OU has won in the Big 12. Uh, 10 straight times a series has gone 1-1 to Sunday. Wow. And Oklahoma has won the Sunday game. That's unbelievable. That's incredible. That's two and a half years. That's incredible. And, you know, with, with teams last year, Toby, that at times had really struggled, but yet they would find a way to get Sunday wins. And now here you look at this year and, man, that's, that's a phenomenal stat. Is there anything we can credit it to? Is there anything that kind of has caught your eye with the way this team plays in, in those Sunday rubber games? No, I think that there has just been a grittiness. You know, I'll just speak to this year, and I think it spans the entire Pete Hughes era, is he's really good at flushing the day before and not dwelling on it. You know, they don't really talk about, after a loss, they don't get together in left field and sit and talk about it for an hour. They just kind of flush it and say, on to tomorrow, let's win tomorrow. And I think part of that is to credit for their ability to, Saturday was ugly. I mean, they committed five errors on Saturday. And to forget about that, come out, they played a clean defensive game on Sunday, they pitched really well, and they got timely hitting, and it was as clean and well-played of a game as you could hope for, especially with a series on the line. So I think Pete deserves a ton of credit for just the mindset that he sets in that clubhouse that yesterday doesn't matter. All It's all about today, and... Um, and that's, I guess, you know, that and a little bit of luck probably sprinkled in is how you went <laughs> 10 of those in a row. Where has this come from with Kyle Mendenhall? You know, I obviously we talked to him a little bit, well, a lot of it, on the podcast last week. But, Toby, you've seen it. You've seen the rise from a guy who would struggle to consistently get on base to someone who's a legit power threat and arguably has two of the biggest hits, if not the two biggest hits in conference play so far this year. With the uh, with the big hit against Baylor, and then obviously the bomb against Texas Tech. So, what have you seen that's keyed this resurgent for Kyle? Uh, resurgence for Kyle Mendenhall. You know, I think he got to campus as a uh, as a good glove and a, and a good frame. You know, he's a tall kid, and you knew he could really field his position, and he had a good frame to build on. And he has, to his credit. And to the program's credit, spent a lot of time in the weight room, getting bigger and stronger. And so that's one element of it. The second is he's getting to play every day now. Yeah, it's true. And that hasn't been the case the first two years of his career. He might get a Sunday start. He, he might be a guy that gets a Tuesday night start. He might be a late-game pinch hitter. But he wasn't an everyday guy. And this year he's an everyday guy. 
And I think that helps anybody. You know, the more reps you get, the more confident you feel, the more you know that if I if I swing and miss or I don't come up with a big hit, I'm still going to be in the lineup tomorrow. I think that has given him confidence. So uh, he's a big kid. The five home runs, if you see Kyle in person, that doesn't surprise you. I mean, he's right. a big, strong kid. And I think that we'll see Brandon Zaragoza follow that same path in his career. They're built a lot alike. I mean, Zaragoza's – uh, thinner, but I mean, when when Mindy came into college, that's he looked like Brandon Zaragoza, and I think the time in the weight room will help Z become not just a really good hitter and a really good defender, but I think you'll see him start to uh, hit for power as well. So, uh, gosh, I, I don't want to say on to Texas because you know he he want to feel good about this, and let's not forget a very challenging midweek game against a really good ORU team, but. I mean, Toby, that's kind of been the, the mindset of this team. Hey, we get a win, that's great. What's next? And, you know, it's it's always fun to go to Austin to play your rival, but this is going to be a challenging game on Tuesday against a really good ORU team. ORU's good. They give OU fits every year, it yep. seems like. Um, they've won. I don't have their schedule in front of me, but it's like nine of their last ten or ten of their last eleven, something like that. They are the best team in the Summit League, and and not by a little bit. By a lot. And so, and they take yeah, they take great pride in in uh, playing Oklahoma and Oklahoma State whenever they get a chance to play those in-state teams. So uh, they're going to play a home and a and away two-game series against these guys the next two Tuesday nights. And I think they'll be up to the challenge. I mean, I think that's one thing we've learned about this Oklahoma team this year is that they haven't looked at anybody and and had a letdown whether it's Texas Tech or Kennesaw State or Buffalo, they have seemingly come out raring to play every night. So I think they'll be ready to go Tuesday. Now, next weekend <laughs> is going to be a blast because it's OU in Texas, and it's always fun when it's OU in Texas. And that atmosphere down there at Dishfalk Field is a special one. I mean, they draw well, and uh, they've got a new coach this year they're excited about. They're off to a, a little bit of a sideways started conference play. They're 4-5 and five right now, but it's going to be the return of Skip Johnson, and that's going to be kind of the overriding, I'm sure, storyline going into this series is that a guy that for a long, for a decade, was in the first base dugout is now in the third base dugout. And I'm sure every time he goes to make a pitching change or visit the mound, he's going to hear about it. So I, I, that makes it fun. You know, I, I'm sure Skip, I don't know if Skip's looking forward to it or dreading it. Knowing him, he's probably looking forward to it. But it's it's going to be a fun series. Those guys can really pitch. I mean, it's kind of your typical Texas team. I mean, they they are, can really pitch. They've had a hard time scoring runs at times this year, but they can really pitch it. So runs will be at a premium this week. I'm excited, and I'm excited for a, a couple of reasons. Number one is I haven't with with football, and we we talked about this on your radio show earlier today. With football always being in Dallas, I've never had an opportunity to go to Austin for an OU event. So this will be a first for me. And then, secondly, Toby, softball's down there as well too this weekend. So you kind of got the best of both worlds. You got both the uh, yeah. OU men's or, well men's baseball, the OU baseball team, the OU softball team down there, which also worked out well for us because oh. By the way, we got the spring game on Saturday, so you are able to get back and do the spring game, and Kyler Murray is going to be able to get back to play in the spring game, and then I can just slide right over to the baseball field and uh, cover you on Saturday. So it, it's almost like it couldn't have worked out any better. It's a crazy uh, weekend on the broadcast. 
I hope uh, I hope everybody enjoys. I think Chris, you're calling uh, four games in three days. Ah, that's for fine. Two different sports. Yeah, that's fine. Um, hey, that that Toby, we're, I'm used to this with softball. We'll have five <laughs> games in three days, so I'm ready for this. <laughs> uh, it couldn't have worked out better from that standpoint. The t- even the game times have apparently worked out in our favor down in Austin, as long as they don't change them for any reason. I think uh, Saturday's going to work out. And um, and me and Mr. Murray are going to head back up here, and I'm really excited to see Bob Stoops' team in action on Saturday afternoon and get to get back together with the uh, radio crew for a couple of hours as well. So it's a busy weekend. We'll uh, definitely sleep well on Monday when it's over. But uh, this is what we live for, man. This is going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait. Hey, real quick, I got Jessica coming up next, and she was at the scrimmage on Saturday, and we're going to go in-depth on that. But as a final thought, Toby, what are you most excited about come Saturday for the spring game? I think the receiving core. You know, I don't think they're going – it's hard to tell in the running game um, because they take a little bit of the edge of the physicality out of it. Um, You know, and Rodney Anderson is not going to be able to be hit and all that kind of stuff. So – I don't know that we're going to come out of the spring game and, and have a good feel for who the running back's going to be this year. But I do think we're going to get a chance to see some new faces at wide receiver and some old faces at wide receiver. And that's certainly one of the question marks going into this year is who's going to step up and replace D.D. Westbrook. So that's something you can take out of the spring game. You can, you can tally up who made big catches and who looked good in traffic and all that kind of stuff. So I think uh, maybe more than anything else, I'm excited to see those pass catches. Oklahoma football held its first scrimmage of the spring of 2017. The offense was highlighted by a pair of touchdowns each from Marquise Brown and Trey Sermon. On the defensive side of the ball, several young guys got a lot of meaningful snaps out here today. Overall, the coaching staff pleased with the effort as the Sooners continue to make strides here in the spring. Overall, I think our young players are getting better. Uh, You know, we're a little bit disjointed right now just with you know, injuries and guys out. Uh, but, you know, it was a good good day overall. I, th- I think it's good work. Anytime you can get on the field and go live and, and see the things that we need to improve on. And uh, we're, we're starting to get more comfortable. We're playing a lot more four-man front. So, uh, overall, it was, a, it was a good day and a uh, lot, lot to improve on. We started slow. Um, first, you know, quarter of the scrimmage, we were pretty weak. And then uh, and then we played really well kind of the last, you know, the Kind of last three quarters of the whole deal. Um, made some plays. You know, it was kind of the first day where we've got so many young guys, and it was the first day where we kind of just stood back and said, you know, we're not going to coach them a lot. We're going to make it as game-like as we can, let these guys make mistakes. And we made a bunch of mistakes, but we played aggressive and made a lot of plays, too. you feel like some of your younger players are kind of taking advantage of the opportunity that they have with so many guys out? That's the unique thing is that, you know, we have four true high school seniors that are here early, and uh, – you know, it was a it was a, a little bit of a shock to them today going live, but it's a little different in high school. But you know, it's a great learning experience for them, and they they have to go through that to get better. And it's a it's a process, and um, you know, we have a ways to go, but I think we're you know we're moving in a positive direction. And you had a couple of guys have a couple of touchdowns each, Marquise Brown and Trey Sermon, a couple of your young guys. Pretty special to see them get out here and perform today. Yeah, it was. It was. You know, Marquise had a good day, made a few plays. Um, yeah, Trey, Trey did. Uh, Marcella scored one there at the end. So we had a lot of those young guys are starting to grow up and make some plays. There's still way too many mistakes, but you can see that, you know, we feel like we signed the right guys. So that's, that's always exciting to see those young guys start to pick it up. 
So there is uh, Jess's recap from the spring game. Let's go a little bit more in-depth, Jess. Uh, I like that idea, letting him make some mistakes. And it seemed like Lincoln Riley seemed pretty positive and pretty happy about the ability to fix those mistakes and what they learned. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot to, I think, unfold there. I think the big thing on the defense, and, and you heard Mike uh, Stoops talk about it, is that they got they got several guys. They had several guys out on Saturday and several uh, number of their kind of leaders that aren't going through spring right now, um, Stephen Parker, uh, Oboe. And so <laughs> I think uh, it's it's providing an opportunity for a lot of these younger players to get a lot, a lot of reps, which is huge. And, but on the flip side of that, it's, it's like you said, these are guys that literally just got done playing high school football two months ago. And so it's a, it's a big change. And it's uh, and as they said, it was kind of a wake up call out there on Saturday. But um, I thought, especially to start the scrimmage, I thought the defense looked really good. And, and that's what uh, you heard Lincoln say is that it was kind of a, a slow start for the offense, but boy, then they got going it was fun to watch. Um, you heard him talk about Marquise Brown. He is fast. He made some impressive plays. Um, there was a lot of guys that, um, you know, that names that you um, haven't necessarily heard um, for Oklahoma football that, that came in and, and made some big plays. So, yeah, I think it's just going to be fun. It should be a, a fun spring game because you're going to get to see a lot of young talent make some big plays. And when Mike Stoops was talking about with a few guys injured, obviously with a Stephen Parker not taking part in spring ball, that's a big deal. But, boy, Jess, what a great opportunity for a, a Khalil Houghton or a Will Sunderland to really make an impact with Parker out. Yeah, absolutely. I think both those guys that have kind of um, – that have maybe had a little bit but but not a whole lot. But, yeah, they're, they're getting some time um, – you know, same thing at, at linebacker. You're getting some guys in there that are um, you're going to have to step up, and and you know, and that's what you know. You've heard guys say is is you know, at some point or another, we're going to need them, and so this is a good time to get them um, get them ready and get some of that experience because otherwise, you're sharing snaps a little bit more than maybe you would um, at this point, and so I think uh, yeah, they're getting some some great experience right now, so. Um, I think that's a good thing. I thought it was kind of funny. You know, Mike was kind of laughing when I was asking him about it. And he's like, it's, it's really hard to evaluate at this point because of how young, you know, the, they were out there and, and their first kind of taste at, at a game type action um, against offense going game speed. And um, so, yeah, I think a lot, a lot of positives to take away. I, I, uh, I know Coach Charlie, like he said, slow start, but really got things going and, there's some playmakers out there. I know people are worried about that running back position, but I don't I don't know if you really need to be that worried about it. Yeah, Rodney Anderson looks like a Greek god with the way that he's worked on his body. And listen, Jess, I think one of those guys that's gonna have a really good Saturday and we'll we'll talk about this a lot, you know, throughout the week, but I'm real excited to see a Trey Sermon out there in action on Saturday. Yeah, he had a big day on Saturday, too. Um, Abdul Adams also had a big day. Rodney Anderson um, it didn't take contact on Saturday. So I think, um, you know, obviously kind of being a little bit cautious with him, but you have a lot of depth at that position. And so I think a lot of um, of those guys kind of uh, stepped up and, and had big days. Um, and, yeah, Trey Sermon, 
Uh, Abdul Adams, again, that's a guy that we talked about on Friday, but, you know, Orlando Brown mentioned him, talking about how big he's been this spring. And, you know, again, just making that jump from being a freshman to a sophomore and the game's kind of slowing down for him. And um, But, yeah, they've, they've got some speed for sure. Uh, so it's going to be fun to watch and, and see how this uh, running back uh, thing kind of shakes out a little bit. But we've seen throughout the years uh, that there's room for more than, than one. There's, there's room for more than two running backs a lot of the time. So I think you're going to see a lot of uh, play, a lot of big plays made by a number of guys at that position. And again, you got to think about there are several of these guys that can also catch the ball too. You know, they're not just <laughs> guys you just hand the ball off to, but they're guys that are going to, going to get some passes thrown their way too. So, um, and pretty much, I think all of them are, are really good at both. So uh, I think you're going to see them make several plays in several different ways, kind of like what we've we've kind of grown accustomed to um, over the past couple of years with Joe Mixon and and even Samaje. Thanks to Jessica Cootie as we recap the spring scrimmage and get you set for the spring game coming up this Saturday. Ticket information is online right now at Soonersports.com. As we talked about in the Monday morning refresher, everything gets underway at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning with a 1 o'clock kick. Hey, we're going to spend a lot of time on Thursday's tailgate getting you ready for the spring game. Dusty Dvorak, Teddy Lehman, both slated to join us, and we'll learn more about men's gymnastics standout, Yul Moldauer. It's a busy week. Thanks so much for making us a part of it. This has been the Game Plan. Until next time, for Toby Rowland and Jessica Cootie, I'm Chris Plank saying Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air.